WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. And knowledgeable Boston sports talker Drop it in hotter Than a tropical climate Breaking news He supplies it And you want the truth Scoops Keith will find it He's talking about All the sports And he's also A hashtag dork And a father Of two sweet daughters The leader of your squad For you evening marauders And night commuters Tune in and sit tight Six to ten More like six to midnight Ow The mic's hot On the night's watch crew Celtics Bruins Pats And Red Sox too, doing this since the Rich Keith Project. Now we've got podcasts and Twitch stream content. KWFE on WEEI. It's the Rich Keith Show. So here's your guy. All right, welcome into a full throttle Friday edition of the Rich Keith Show here on WEEI, 6 to 10 p.m. As the great Opie the Poet would say, more like 6 to midnight. And yes, it's a solo edition of the program. Although, is it really? Because look who's sticking around, Andy Hart. Hart, oh, how are you, sir? Nice. Never I was building him. the suspense there. The Twitch people could see you the whole time, but the the, the listener in the car is like, wait a minute, this is a treat. This is, is a it, bonus. Is it? Or are there people like, Jesus, I just listened from enough. two to six. Throw the F home. There's going to be that That's one true. guy on the text chat. Probably. Well, 413 guy. to the bathroom. Probably. Down. Yeah, he pops a squat. That's true. Yeah. Then there's the one guy who says, Hart's a sex machine. Yeah, those guys That's must me. be, you think they're the same guy? I'll tell you, it's just, not my wife. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I wonder if it's just the one guy and he has like a battle with himself. Oh, maybe. Sure. Bipolar? Yeah, it could be. He's like not sure it's which is which It's a love-hate relationship yeah. we have. Uh-huh. That's possible. Kind of like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I was going to say, so the Dynasty uh, got home last night, watched episodes three and four, and there were so many moments in the two episodes that made my mind like just wander and like go down like a rabbit hole. And, okay. Like, so one of them, because you, I would say, on this show are more of the Patriots dynasty historian because you kind of lived it. Now, yeah, you're wearing a 2001 shirt. My question actually predates that. This is my question. So does now, the shirt, I believe. I think this yeah, is actually like circa like a late 90s that they gave me because they yeah. weren't going to give me the good ones they were wearing on the sideline. Yeah. yeah. But, but that yeah, one still looks sharp. That's a cool This uh, was on the sideline for maybe not every game, but just about every game. It's slick. Still fits. I like it. Brag. Well, no, it probably didn't, and then now it does. Thanks to our friends yeah, at Awaken say, 180. Awaken, shout out Slip to them. that in there. So this was uh, an episode. So feel free to weigh in all night long on these uh, two episodes or anything you've seen in the first four episodes. Overall, I would say these weren't, like, as good, maybe? Like, they were really high moments of it, but I had, like, a couple of... Really? Yeah, I thought they might have, like, glossed over a few things. I'm also really curious, did Wes Welker get asked to do this, and he said No. Where the hell is Wes Welker? You're interviewing Dante Stallworth and you don't have Wes Welker? Do you know what Wes Welker did in 07? No, neither do I. They never they didn't say a word about it. Wes Welker was insane when he got here. Which is weird because the the butting of the heads, I think, was Belichick, right? Belichick Welker? Yeah, I, don't I think, think Brady still loves Welker. I think I, Kraft all, I think all the players is do. fine with Welker. I, I mean, I'm assuming that. I don't know. Yeah. That is a good question. Was he asked and he turned it down? Because he is an active. He had 112 catches that year, which led the league. He had 1,100 mm-hmm. yards and eight touchdowns. He was uh, 
third in offensive player of the year voting. He was all pro. And oh, yeah. Crickets. There were, you saw him twice. He caught a touchdown, but they didn't mention it. It's sort of like some of Wiggy's highlights where they're like just in the background. They're like, oh, it's Wiggy. And then there was one of him in the locker room, and they're like, but you had his back to him. So you didn't oh, see his, his back face. was muscular, too. Was I was like, up. he looked pretty good, Wes. Yeah, no, he, he looked real <laughs> yeah. good. But that's what, I was just like, why have they not? Randy Moss was amazing. I love Randy Moss, but I, I was like, where is Wes Welker? I'm not even like anti Stallworth. I'm just saying, like, if you skip over Welker for Stallworth, that's odd. But Stallworth was a bit player. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Moss and Welker changed the offense. Correct. Because of their different roles yes. over and under the whole thing. So it was weird. So, like, and you and I agree, like, Wes Welker has become the most uh, underrated, underappreciated Patriot player in team history, probably. Fact. At least the last 30 years, right? There are some old guys that certainly get lost in the shuffle. But as far as, like, this team and the, and the dynasty years. But my question actually kind of predates the Bill Belichick years, and it was... Bill Parcells was a part of this. They yep. sort of highlight that Super Bowl trip in uh, 97. It was the 96 season, 97. And Bill Parcells has already one foot out the door. And this is why I've always been a no for Parcells in the Patriots Hall of Fame. Once a year we have this discussion, then one, then it goes away. I used to talk about it with Dale all the time. Dale was adamant he should be in. Mm. I was adamant he should be out. And there goes the circle of life. But he he was here for four draft classes, right? He came in at 93 and immediately drafted Drew Bledsoe, right? Mm-hmm. And then 94, 95, 96, and then he was gone. Do you get I remember the line famously even as a kid about like the, you know, if you're going to cook the meal, you got to shop for the groceries, all that stuff. He mentions here in the in the dynasty that they took the draft away from me. When did they take the draft away from him? Did he not draft the guys that he wanted in 96? Did it go to 95, 94? Do you remember the timeline? It was just 96 and it was a fight okay. over the Terry Glenn pick. Yeah, I remember him calling Terry Glenn she in one of those things. Yeah, but that was once after the pick. Yeah. But, I but believe, I'm just confused and it was by Brackens. It. I forgot the name. It was uh, Tony Brackens, okay. not Tony Braxton, which gives me problems because Curtis Martin, Tony Braxton, Parcells, New York, yeah. the whole thing. It is um, confusing. So I think it was the end there. And the funny part is that Glenn was good. Well, my question is, was it just that one pick? Was it the whole class? And, like, for him to pack his stuff and leave and plan to go to the Jets during – probably predating the Super Bowl, but it coming out during the Super Bowl and it hijacking the that whole Super Bowl run, is it just one player's at the whole draft? Because then it's like, well, the, whoever Robert Kraft put in charge of the draft also gave you Lawyer Malloy and Teddy Bruschi in mm-hmm. the same draft with Terry Glenn, who was good. So – because I was like – if you look at his time here, 94 is not that good of a draft. Hits William McGinnis, also number four overall. Yeah. A little bit easier at four overall. But really nothing there. Then 95 is an all-time great draft. So it's like you sort of had one good one, one bad one, and then apparently they took it away from you, and then he he throws a fit, and he's he's out the door. But I get why uh, the crafts are upset with him, and you could you could even hear it like with Bledsoe's tone and, and Brewski talking about, like, we just went from like worst to first, and we're in the Super Bowl, and all everybody's talking about is where Bill Parcells is right. going. And I never covered Bill Parcells, right. so I don't have like an intimate knowledge or behind the scenes view of him. He was a great football coach slash organization rebuilder. Yeah, but he was also a mercenary. He was always looking out for Bill Parcells and the next job, and and that's just the reality of him. Because the thing I thought about immediately was what if he did win that Super Bowl and had what he wanted and stays you never have Belichick in the dynasty or does Belichick take over for Parcells in three years when he decides he's going to retire yeah it's really strange like, I mean the whole that's thing why all of these I, everything are, had to play out the way that it right, did the otherwise butterfly it effect yeah, on any of these 
And can I give you? Do we have time for my big takeaway? Absolutely. I'm, I, I'm here till ten, so it's really you can <laughs> you have as much time as you need. <laughs> came into um, my mind, and I did share this. So I'm reusing material. I did share this in the previous four hours of radio. I All did. good. For, but for those of you who are just tuning in, just to be fair, the last host liked it. Thought it was a really good. Don't try take. to sway the audience here. Um, so in watching the Spygate episode. Yeah. And that all play out and the undefeated season that wasn't or it was until it wasn't. And the way everybody rallied personally and specifically around Bill Belichick in his time of being questioned and sort of dragged How through everything. How do we feel about playing for Coach Belichick? Yeah. I think it was the beginning of the end of the dynasty. And I say that because I think at a later date, Tom Brady probably said WTF. When you had a scandal and people were questioning your greatness. Yeah. We rallied around you. We went scorched earth. We decided we were going to blow everybody out, all the brewski things. We were the bad guy. I got a taste of it, and I kind of liked it. And then when I'm being questioned, you go, I don't know anything about the balls. Ask, ask Tom. The, ask the quarterback. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, is it possible that that comparison of how I reacted to your moment of need and how you reacted to my moment of need was sort of the, the, the first divide, the beginning divide? Like, did that start to really break up the relationship? No, it's a good point. I mean, it's hard to say. That, I mean, 20 years is such a long run for any two people in the world to, sure. to, you know, work that closely together. But, yeah, now that you both had a scandal, you both had a gate attached to you, and how, yeah, how did the team rally and around And I got you? suspended yeah. because, in part, you didn't because Robert Kraft told the owner, please don't suspend Bill Belichick, fine him, fine us, that whole thing. And then I get hung out to dry where I have to sue the league, sue the commissioner, sue everybody, yeah, right. and you're just happy to have Jimmy Garoppolo starting for four games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like that was, it was something. It was, it was definitely in there. Yeah. No, it was definitely in there. I also think part of it, too, just like that part of the relationship is I bet early on, like, Belichick, just like he does with a lot of his undrafted guys, like, well, I, you know, if it wasn't for me, where would you be? You know, yeah. if I didn't choose you over Drew, where would you be? So you kind of owe me one. And you get like, it's like, well, I've won three Super Bowls now. And like, I am the best quarterback. And I was like, yeah, you still owe me one, though. And Drew is also still the star of these first few episodes. Yeah, Every Drew, part he's in, he steals the show. So I'll tell you, man, Drew, uh, in this one in particular, and like these stories have already been out, but when they went back, so he goes in there in relief. Doesn't it honestly play all that well, but he throws a touchdown. They get a couple of special team scores, and they beat the Steelers in the 0-1 AFC Championship game. And they showed that hit I told you about, where he took a big hit oh, rolling yeah. toward the yeah, sideline. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, oh, my God, it's going to happen again. Uh, no. Like, now who's going in? Heward? John Freeze? <laughs> or, yeah, David Heward? And so then Bledsoe gets the, the new – and the way they even framed it, too, I forget if it was uh, Holly or somebody that was on the, the thing there was like – all right, do you go back with the quarterback who won twelve all 12 games for you or the guy that just, you know, played half the AFC Championship game? And so Drew was obviously very disappointed that they, they didn't They glossed go to him. over that, too, by the way. The yeah. AFC Championship. No blocked uh, field goal return. No punt return. Troy Brown. They just, like, gave the final score. Drew won. Yeah, I mean, and you were dead on about the other two Super Bowls, too. They're like, and then they also beat the Panthers yeah. and the Eagles. I was like, what are we, like, slow yeah. down a sec. Yeah, I know. I noticed that, like, too. Because so, the like, whole reason you have a dynasty is because yeah. you won three Super Bowls <laughs> yeah, yeah. in four years. Like, lost over those. Back to back, the whole thing. And it's like, it. it I don't want to be negative in the way that a fan might view this, but it's... Yeah. It's like they tried to soap opera this up and make it more salacious, and they care more about the scandals and the, the drama behind the scenes, which I know is part of it, but... It is still based on football. Like, still to me, the best parts, besides, you know, some of Ty Law in the first episode and some of Randy Moss in the most recent one, is 
kind of reliving the highlights. Maybe it's a different angle of it. Maybe it's the locker yeah. room after the game. Like, it's still the snowballs, the coolest thing in the world. Mike Martz. Mike Martz. Chubby crying. Mike Martz, too. Big old Mike Martz now at this point. <laughs> but how about him being like, well, the reason I never said this is because, like, wah, wah. And then he proceeds to wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, at least he called. Like, he knew. Like, you getting yeah. ahead of it yesterday with the height thing. Now we got to go back to that. No, just, uh, just the first thing I first thought of. First example you thought of. But Mike Martz was like, yeah, they just held on every single play. They, like, it was pass interference every single play. It's like, eh, whatever. Uh, but, and you were also dead on yesterday when you were asking me who has come across bad. In the first two episodes, I'm like, I don't really know if anybody came across bad. And you're like, yeah, I think Ernie Adams. Ernie Adams in these last two, now combined with Bill. Like, this is where it's starting to ramp up. I thought Bill came across maybe not comfortable, but well in the first two episodes. Now he's uncomfortable and he's like podium Bill Belichick not giving yeah. you anything combined with Ernie Adams stumbling all over himself to be like I'm not talking about Spygate it's like it's a freaking documentary from 20 years ago you Take can't talk it to about my grave all right great all right so he's and he's not telling nobody's higher on Ernie Adams than Ernie Adams Ernie Adams pretty he pleased clearly with thinks he's the foundation of the dynasty yeah he's like yeah Belichick and Brady <laughs> joke <laughs> It's Ernie Adams. Yeah, it's like, but I taped every sideline in uh, practice or whatever else. So uh, we had a request from the uh, text line. Yeah. Dork score. So you seem oh. disappointed in episodes three and four. Well, I just thought they, it's weird because on the one hand, when I, when I go to start the episode, I'm like, oh, nice. It's only 40 minutes. I'll rip through it. And then you rip through it and you're like, man, they kind of skipped over a lot of things. They probably could have like gone deeper into it. Or I was kind of shocked by the Welker thing. Certain things in the games that they just kind of like pass oh, by. Yeah. I thought there was a little bit more to dig into with Parcells even. Like, you could have gotten into specifics with that. Uh, but I would still, because the dork scores one through six, I mean, it's still like a four and a half. Like for a Patriots fan, four and a half. Yeah, yes. If you were in California Raiders fan or if you were in Seattle Seahawks fan. Two and a half, three. Because I still wonder about that, and I don't know that I'm ever going to get an answer to that. Like, I don't know. This, no, I told I, you. I, I texted my two buddies. I, that's a, that's I how big the sample size was. science. One was a, one's an Eagles fan. One's a Bills fan. And I'm like, you guys watching this? They're like, no. And then the other one laughed at me. So they're, they're not watching that. And I see, you know how all, all these streaming services tell you, like, what the top 10 right. TV shows, top 10 movies are? It's on their list. But that's because Apple has no new stuff ever. And it's like, last time I checked, it was like six, seven. Yeah. I was going to say seventh or eighth. And then like Ted Lasso, which has produced a new episode in like a year, is still ahead of it. Or that show you told me you have no interest in. Oh, Masters of the Air. Yeah. I think that's number one. That's been number one for a while. So, yeah. yeah. But I I enjoyed it. You know, I was late to the debate. Overall, I like it too. Now, I was a key figure in the show. So, I We did see you front and center. I looked young. But that did. You did. Talk about, so like, yeah, you look great. Okay, so the uh, studious fishing for compliments. You're damn right. No, but it's funny Been here me. all day. I need something to give me a boost to get home. <laughs> like talk about. So like this is definitely made for Patriots fans, which is fine. That's what we are. and That's who we're talking to. But that's a smaller demographic. And then an even smaller demographic is people like you would be being like, oh, look, it's a young Paul Perillo. Oh, look, it's Tom Curran. Oh, yep. look like that. Talk about 20 people interested in that. A Twitter. young Michael Holly with hair. I love the Holly. Yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah, good, yeah. dude. Yep. I love Because I, I had no idea. Yeah, that's and great. the skinny Chris Gasper in one of them. That's oh, that's a, super yes. skinny. I was like, what year was that? That was 07, right? He was talking about the uh, Brady hurt his ankle. Yes. 
I remember that whole thing too. And I like that's something that you remember at the time and then completely forget about it. Him being on the front page of the paper well, trying I, to like visit Giselle and all everybody is like hounding him. I, I remember didn't that. remember. I laughed out loud at whatever the headline was. Call like, him a girly man. Girly man <laughs> QB visits girlfriend's apartment or something. Like, I was like, why how how do you land is on that? that? Okay, but I kinda like it. It's kind of fun. Because it's in New York and obviously they're playing the it's Giants. A, yeah. So there's some shots, and then there was the guy making fun of him standing there, a guy yelling from the cab at him. Strahan was pretty good. I don't normally like love Michael Strahan. He was very good. He was good. He was he took shots at Eli. He took that shots was my at favorite everybody. part. Yeah. He's like, no. Eli got out of the sack, which he never does. I think like, most of the people that are speaking have done a good job. Have yeah. brought, like Teddy Bruschi, I think, has been yep. really good. So good. Scott Pioli has been, really, been really good. Now, I thought a little overdramatic in, in some of the aspects, blaming Eric Mangini for everything. You I, leave the family and you don't disrespect, like, yeah, the no, he, now. He went a little thick on that. Just like the guy that they brought in that was, like, the security guard. The from the, yeah, that was a I didn't weird need him. I didn't need that plot guy. line. I didn't need that guy. Did he re- yeah, did he need Robert, to be in it? Robert, Welker can't make the cut, but that guy makes the cut. How is Wes Welker not in now, there? Now, he in probably the said no. Okay. I would tell him to screw, too. I need to know, though. Would you tell him to screw? From Welker? No, because you're like... I'll just say what I want to say. But it's a documentary. Can... They can reality TV and documentaries yeah. can turn it, and you you say one thing, and then you watch it, and you are the exact opposite. That's right. So you hear Scottie Pippen, Luke Long, and Horace Grant are doing like a traveling show talking about the Last Dance because they all hated really? it. Really? I'm like, I didn't think those guys came across that bad. No, but yeah, they're like pissed and they're answering questions about the Last Dance. Interesting. Um, but yeah, everyone's come across pretty well. I think Ernie Adams, you're right, not so well. Bill Belichick, not now because like. I already talked about Spygate. It's like, listen, this isn't a Wednesday press conference, and you're answering Mike Reese in the front row. Like, this is a documentary. You agreed to be a part of it. Did he? I don't know. Or was he kind of like... Begrudgingly. Did he yeah. have to do it, though? He's like, maybe it's a, I'll do it. You won't like what I give you, but I'll do it. Chris Webber didn't do the Fab Five documentary. Like, think about that. Yeah, but was he still employed by the Fab Five people? That's not even a thing. No, I know, but oh. my example oh, is oh, oh, oh. Bill Belichick was still employed by Robert Kraft at the time. Oh, yeah. And so probably, probably thought he was going to be employed now. for a couple years because this was last summer. So I think. Robert also is sort of hit or miss for me when he when he pops up on these things because I like believe in whatever you want to believe in. But he's laying it really thick about like it was God's. We won because of God. We lost because of the devil. Like we did. This was yeah, all I'm God's will. Are you? I was like, all right. going to listen to my Bible podcast yeah, on the way home. I told yeah. Billy's a schmuck. You know who I love. So is God a Giants fan for two years? And God's back to being a Pats fan? Well, when. God builds you up to tear you down, I think. I've read that, There's a little bit of that. Okay. Um, Jonathan, I think, is awesome. When he said we would have taken the Herald if it was worth it. Yeah, no, that's a good shot. And then when he tells about the vomiting on the floor. Yeah, we didn't see any puke, though. No. You were hoping for puke. Or at least know who was puking. Or, like, crying. We didn't see puke or cry. I'd like to know who was. Like, if you're puking, that's pretty impactful. Also, I mean. That was a lineman, Logan Mankins. Yeah, it could be a lineman. So it, could be, light. it could be somebody just Dan dealing Coulter. with like something else. Like he gutted through it. He's actually he's just oh, sick. right. He's I was dehydrated sick. or something, <laughs> yeah, or I, yeah. I just did shots of vodka. Like, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but Randy Moss, too, beating himself up over not catching that pass. No, that not was, on dude. him. I love that. But like, ball it, was underthrown. It was underthrown, and the corner got like both his hands on, or like both like tipped it twice, and then like Moss got it. I don't blame Moss at all. I don't either. And I want to pick up where we leave off here because I know you're up. Are against you sticking it. around? I was I like, you wanted I, me for like a half hour. You can stay as long Let's as you go. want. You can leave whenever you want. Pizza party. <laughs> Where's the pizza? I didn't bring any pizza. I'll order, a, I'll order a pie. I'm not Stizzle staying long enough for pizza to come. <laughs> you got to pick it up. You then wanna, it'd be like 7.30. You want to bring it back? 
but yeah, because I was curious how they were going to get to where they got to, and especially watching that third episode when they like rewound and went to like ninety three all over again, and yeah. you're like, wait a minute, you got two Super Bowls to get to, and they at least have like the parade thing, and they have the Are You a Dynasty and some of that mm-hmm. talk. Uh, but it is it then, is hard to oh it's a lot the totality yeah. of the the like they left out which we've all seen before so I don't know if they should put it in not put it in kind of the the idea that the Steelers had already packed their bags and were going to the Super Bowl yeah and they Bill talking about the parade and in case you want to know it's going down uh, Jersey Street or whatever the dude the how line good is. was it Brian Cox talking trash oh, yeah. at the coin toss that guy's a like, maniac oh he is he's the best you know he's my favorite quote of all time yeah not the kind of man to Another man's, yeah. you know what? Sure, and not like the father in that dumb documentary. You no, made me not watch. like that either. I know exactly um, what you mean. But no, but he was a lunatic, and he was. Yeah, like, he, was. he was. But he was great. He was what they needed. And yeah, like they were gonna fight pregame, but then they shook hands. Yeah, but I think he's just wild. Like he's tapped. But and then Jerome Bettis is like taking it and kind of giving it back. But he kind of seems a little scared. I think he's a little. You had to be a little scared because I don't think at any moment you know Brian Cox is actually because you know do. it's like yeah. Kevin Garnett. You think this is fraudulent? He's kind of a fake bully. Yeah. Cox could beat the crap out of me right here. He doesn't care. At any second. Yeah. At any second. I would fear him a little bit. I would be terrified of him. All right. We're talking about a lot of the dynasty. If you want to get in here, you can. 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show on a full throttle Friday. Hart is here for an undetermined amount of time. Right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. The Greg Hill Show. Weekdays, 6 to 10. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. All right, let's get you caught up with what's trending. The Celtics were back from their all-star break last night. They were on the road in Chicago, beat the Bulls 129-112. to Celtics now have a league-best 44-12 record. Derek White, an impressive 28 points. Jason Tatum with 25. Jalen Brown finished up with 21. Celtics will try and make it a perfect 4-0 against the Knicks this season when they'll be in New York tomorrow night. Tip-off from Madison Square Garden at 8.30. The Bruins suffered an overtime loss to the Flames last night in Calgary, losing 3-2. Charlie Coyle had two goals, and with those two goals, Coyle hit the 20-goal mark for the first time since the 2015-2016 season. Unfortunately, the Bruins couldn't seal the deal. The Bruins will be back at it tomorrow night. They'll be in Vancouver to face the Canucks. Puck drops from Rogers Arena at 7 p.m. And the Red Sox had their scrimmage against Northeastern today. They beat the Huskies 7-2. Red Sox spring training officially begins tomorrow afternoon when they'll face the Orioles. First pitch at 105 from Fort Myers. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keith Show coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say WEEI's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. And when the New England Patriots take the field later tonight against the San Diego Chargers, it will be under a dark cloud. All right, now look, I don't want to say anything about this jet thing, okay? Just shut the f*** up. Just worry about ourselves, our team. Everybody else is going to say what they want to say. We can't control that, but we can control what we're talking about and what we're doing. Okay? We got a lot of work to do. That was Bill Belichick from episode four of the Dynasty. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, Andy Hart. Kind enough to stick around for a, a little bit longer. And uh, is this a fundraiser? Am I doing like a marathon? Five hours. Like Fourier's. Wow. Uh... When I first got uh, over here, I had to do five hours every night. Oh, what? 
Yeah, it was like a late add-in. It was a whole thing. I can tell you later. Uh, but yeah, you don't have to. I, well, <laughs> you can kind of get the yeah, get what it was. Uh, but yeah, Bill Belichick. At least uh, you could say he's been consistent over the last nearly twenty years. Didn't want to talk about Spygate then. Doesn't want to talk about it now. Isn't going to talk about it at all. There's also the line about Robert Kraft, and this one I think we had known about. Uh, he asked him like on a scale of one to a hundred, how much does Spygate help? And he's like one schmuck, schmuck. Called yeah. him a schmuck. It's a good word. It is a good word. Now, you had brought up the idea about how Spygate may have been sort of the first kind of real ripple between, like, Brady and Belichick, or, like, would later on become. retroactively. Do you think maybe with Kraft? The only reason why I hesitate to even bring that up is because he did side with him, and he did did trust him that Brady was done, and he he kept it with him. But, I don't know, once you call somebody a schmuck, I don't know how you can go back on that. No, I think more with Brady. Yeah. Because also, I would argue... Robert makes it quite clear here, I don't know what was known or not known, that he advocated for Bill to not be suspended, to make sure he's not suspended. Do what you need, blah, 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 don't suspend Bill. Tom got suspended. Uh, yeah, he so did. did Robert no longer have power? Did he not go all in to use his power well, to protect Tom? Well, then this all came out, too, with like the Tom versus Time and some of those G- Giselle interviews. Like We're talking way later, which I'm sure we'll get to Oh yeah, in this whole thing. Like it, no, it's definitely good. I just I thought the first two episodes were a pretty good build up, and maybe it was because there was a lot of game footage from the snowball. And then this one was I was curious about some of the things they they left off. But no, overall it's been good. It's been worth the money, right? You know me, I complain about every streaming service that you have to pay for and everything else. Me but too. So far, so good. Yeah, no, you you sprung for it, huh? Uh, yes, ten ten bucks, aka one ham. That's what I'm calling ten bucks now because of the show. That's one ham. Well, Hamilton's on the $10 bill, so on the After Party Season 2, I'll give them credit. He says, two hams, three hams? You got a pocket full of hams over here. Jesus. <laughs> so that's one ham a month to get Apple TV+. Plus. But I think it's... Yeah, I don't know how long I'll be keeping it. I'm going to cancel as soon as it is over. Well, I might watch that Monsters of the Air or whatever it's called. Well, you can watch that. I think it's probably over, isn't it? Or it's close. Or no. I bet, it's, I bet that'll be over before the Dynasty's over. Yeah, but then it'll still be there. Mm, yeah, but just rip it now. Wait, you guys know me. I don't watch all oh, that much stuff. Point. I'm now watching the Dynasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been watching your recommendations on documentaries yeah. and different things. Yeah. There's only so much I can watch. There's only so much time. Yeah, so, you're speaking to two bingers over here. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll just, just sit and rip shows. Some of us have day jobs and night jobs. So also, going back to Spygate, and you're kind of reliving all these things, because I certainly didn't have this job uh, in 2007. You were working for the Patriots. So you yeah. had a different type of role altogether. I was embedded. But so there's two things to look at here. I think you can. I think they can both be wrong. Wait, what? E- Eric Mangini, wrong for being a rat. You're wrong for being a rat. However, Bill Belichick, wrong for doing the same crap against the guy who knows he's doing it. That's the dumbest thing in the world. So everybody, and which I don't think they mentioned in the documentary, the league got like a memo right. earlier in the year that was like, Hey, knock it off. We know a bunch of teams are doing this. We don't want to go crazy, so just cut the crap. And Bill read that or didn't read it and was like, whatever, we're going to do the same stuff. So not only is he doing the same stuff after a warning, which I think would have been important to mention in the documentary, uh, then he does it week one against a guy that that he did it like was on the same staff for years. Yeah. That's crazy. The the Pioli comments about Mangini. Now, I do think it changed Bill. I think Spygate changed Bill with the media, with other people, with the world around him. I'm not sure how deep it went and widespread it was. It changed him. It definitely all... And he wasn't, like, 
the kindest, friendliest, most open. No, because we saw going. clips of them for yeah. the first six years of the right. run. But, but but I think it may it magnified some of those issues. But do you think it worse. maybe also made him different? I think Pioli was talking about even like the people that he could trust or that he would let in. Probably. And the reliance on quote unquote dependables and recycling people, it's and probably why Matt Patricia and Joe right. Judge and McDaniel's got so many cracks right. at it because those were guys, those guys were in the inner. If circle. I bring in a new genie and then he leaves, am I going to end up in trouble again? Which would imply, yeah. Well, what are you afraid? What are you hiding? <laughs> what are you afraid of? <laughs> but I wonder, like, did did Mangini at any point think like this isn't the right thing for me? Like, should I not do this? Oh no, he what would you have said, done if you were Mangini? Um, that's a great question. Probably would have done what he did. Really? I think what I would have learned from Bill Belichick, what I would have taken away is winning is the most important thing. Find a way to win. If you can find an advantage that's 1%, don't uh, be a schmuck and take it. Yeah, but week one, you're playing against them. And I feel like if you told the league, say you were playing them week two and you mentioned it week one and you sort of cracked down on them then because that game was already off and running. Yeah. Like, I don't know how, how much that was going to help them in that game. It was not. Like, yeah. Moss, Welker, and Brady were going to whoop him. Moss was so good. Yeah. I remember being so excited because he didn't play at all in the preseason. And they traded. I remember finding about out about the trade. I don't know if it was like a friend of mine called me or something because it was day three of the draft, wasn't it, when he got traded? Because he went for like a fourth-round pick. No, it was earlier because I believe he was available to the media on the last day of the draft. Oh, okay. So he was already the here. Because he had, if you remember, he had to redo his contract immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. work, to fit. And now I didn't know he, you know, that he said, Bill said, be here by 10 a.m. or the trade's off or whatever. And yeah. Like, okay. A good story about him hanging up on Bill and, and everything else. But no, Moss was really good. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, for a fourth round pick, pick number 110 overall uh, back on April 29th, 2007. And then he comes in and, and completely changes it. Uh, let's go to the phone. 617-779-7937. Okay. If you want to get in here on the Dynasty, four of the ten episodes are out right now. Let's go to Rick in Lowell. What's going on, Rick? What's up, guys? Hey. I was, you know, watching, uh, expecting to watch the Dynasty with my wife, some juicy details to come out. And no, it was nothing that I, I already knew this. Our episode two, we already know this. Grow, I guess growing up in New England, we're used to this stuff. But it was just another Netflix whatever, blah, blah, and I'm glad you guys are giving some great behind-the-scenes insight, and it's way better than what they provided. Thank you. Okay, Rick. How do you like that? Wow. A couple of, couple of people that, that were nice. uh, were around it. Yeah, no, I, I think it's one of those things where even if it's a lot worse than it is, and I'm not saying it's as bad. Like, Rick seems to think it's just it's not that good at all. Like, I, I have enjoyed watching it, but it is almost like a cheat code when all of a sudden you just show the Patriots' defense – Mugging the Rams' offense in Super Bowl Thirty Six. Yeah, I don't. You could you could just watch that on Twitter. And you're like, look at this. Like, I'll watch that for all day. So some of that stuff helps. Uh, I I was curious. Like, it's twenty plus years, and it's actually way more than that. We talked about that last night about how if you're really digging into all this Bledsoe stuff, you're digging into when Kraft bought the team. I like Kraft, that. Um, that was interesting. Is poignant or important to now? Because Drew talking about we got an owner that's going to invest in the team and spend some money. Yeah, and we're back to that. Is Craft back to I spending know. money, and that and now the impactful. league has a lot more money to spend. Oh, Every team has yeah. a lot more money to spend. Patriots have, I think, they're going to have the most as soon as they um, disassociate with J.C. Jackson. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to have a lot of Even money. More. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know what the return on investment will be. We no. can debate that because that's been an issue in various places. I did want to go back to yes, please something that I thought was pretty unique uh, and is much talked about, much debated. What is the Patriot way? And Teddy, I thought it was nothing, and yet we got guys bringing it up. Teddy Bruschi yeah. says the Patriot way was Drew Bledsoe. 
you're falling in line, $100 million franchise quarterback who didn't bitch, didn't ruin it, could have been a problem, could have been a thorn, could have been a you know issue for Bill to deal with, media to go to, whatever. That line. is wildly impressive. Yeah. It's wildly impressive. Drew's an impressive dude. He really is. Yeah, no, he is. And I think he w- he's good in this series because he's he's being honest, right? Like, yeah. he's the number one pick. Like, of course, I'm going to get my job back. It's unprecedented to lose my job. Tom Brady not a threat to me. Six-round pick. Guys smashing beer cans and whatever. Like, I'm not worried about him. But it easily, and I don't know how many people out there, if you were in the same situation, you're hurt, you don't play, then you do get an opportunity, you win the biggest game of the season, and then they go back to the guy you could have been like, forget it. Especially the Super Bowls down in New Orleans. You could have been like, all right, fine. Like, I'll see you on game day, but I'm not helping you. Not only did he help him, not only was he locked in, it's one of the big it's one of the big reasons why they won the game. Well, and it's like a behind the scenes thing, like him being like, Let's go for it. The best line was that when yeah. take care of the ball. So Madden says this is dumb. They Which should everybody be on still it, go talks to overtime. about. Yeah. I give Madden credit though. He later said, I like this a lot more now that, that they're almost pretty, in field goal range or whatever. Funny. Yeah, we, but, have, we yeah, we have this. I go up to Coach Belichick. He says, We're going. And he says, just take care of the ball. And Drew was kind of standing next to me, and he kind of just shuffled in front of that, and he says, F*** that. I remember, you know, somebody saying to Tom, like, hey, be careful. Like, no, we're big underdogs in this game. Nobody expected you to be here. Nobody expected us to be here. You know, man, go. Brady's in the shotgun. I don't agree with what the Patriots are doing right here. Backed up inside their own 20. No timeouts left. I would play for overtime. And everyone was like, oh, sh. You know, we're going to throw it. My confidence was up and down that year. And I really didn't know what I was capable of. But to know that I had the confidence and trust in my teammates, for me it was like, let's go out there and sling it. Or was Bledsoe trying to sabotage him? No, I'm just kidding. No, I, no I'm, kidding. I'm, I, kidding. No, I'm kidding. No, I think that's who Drew is. Yeah, he's like, that's, let's go for it. We're here, and it was the right call. And Ernie Adams was right, too. He's like, we're not stopping him. You just as a fan right. watching that game, you're like, "Oh crap!" The Rams unlocked something. They were going to score if they got the ball in the, their own one yard line in overtime. They were going to go down and score. Now, that might have rubbed me the wrong way. I guess retrospectively, if I'm Robert Kraft, I'm like, "Wait, Bill, I pay you twenty five million dollars a year, and Ernie, Ernie makes all the decisions around here. What's he making? <laughs> what the heck?" Um, it's like, "Yeah, but do you want Ernie to do the pregame speech?" <laughs> right. Well, I don't really. Maybe want not you Bill. Actually, yeah. But I do. That's Drew. I think Drew's a gunslinger. Drew's a slinger. Yeah, it got him in trouble. It evolved, whatever. Yeah. And Bill's not. And I think that right there, if we're breaking yeah. this down like English class style, I like know. that tells you at the core who they are. And Tom being able to bridge the gap between the two. Yeah. Because they used to always say no one ever lost by punting. In this situation, you wouldn't have lost if you didn't score. You go to overtime. Well, not in that moment, but you no, for you sure may would have. have. Yeah, yeah. No, not for sure. You don't know That's that. That's true. Still sudden death back then. Right. So it's really a, a coin chance, toss. A coin toss. And I do. But think, the way that game was going, like if you do believe in momentum, it yeah. was all. Well, even Ernie Rams. admitted that. What do you say? Like we dominated yeah. for fifty minutes, and then who the last ten minutes or something uh, we hung on a sneaky Patriots killer that doesn't really get brought up, but only because the, the Patriots were able to win those games. Was that Ricky Prohl? Oh, yeah. You weren't ready for Ricky Prohl, and then the Panthers Super Bowl, he got you, too. Uh, absolutely. Like, freaking guy. Um, but I, I, again, loved Drew, but also yeah. it's a little misleading. Like, uh, F it. Sling it. Four yards to Redmond. <laughs> <laughs> did the ball ever travel no. more than, like, five yards? No, it never did. Like, but it was you didn't shotgun. sling it, you dinked it, and you dunked it. it and is, a guy who yeah. had 80 yards passing at that point finishes with, like, 
120. No, it was, like, yeah, it wasn't that at all. But it was, Drew, who yeah. once threw the game, you know, threw 72 passes right. to 500 yards to Kevin Turner in the back of the end zone. Yeah. He slung it. Tom different. Brady dinked and dunked it. But it is funny. Like, that is that drive, or at least the specifics of it. Like, everybody remembers it was a 48 yard field goal by Vinatieri, and that, you know, John Madden famously said, don't do this. But. You go back, it was like 90 seconds to go. You're inside your own 20. First play is four yards to J.R. Redmond. Like, at that moment, you're like, they're going to go down and win this game. Right. Like, that's sort of, it's not like a big 20 yards first play. Like, here we go, we're cooking. It's like, oh, there's four. And then it was like, Redmond, 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 Troy Brown, our guy Wiggy, field goal. But it's also the greatness of Tom Brady. Now, a little different then. Yeah, yeah. But over the course of his career, he had a lot of drives that were like that. He yeah. just took what the defense gave and figured out, you know, if they give me eight yards every time, well, in four passes, we've gone 32 yards. Smart. Like, we're yeah. moving down the field. The one that I found interesting was the Moss one you referenced that he sort of takes the blame, where I don't know how you read this. Yeah. Moss says, Brady looked at me and said, when I look at you, cut back. We only needed a field goal, but Brady told me he was coming. Did mm. he? Did Brady sort of overrule Josh's play call to set up for a field goal and just try to chuck it deep? Because that was a weird – if you remember how that – they had a couple chances there yeah. at the end of that game, and they just chucked it deep. They went like double Hail Mary, basically. And I also, you know why? Yeah, they're trying to win. Well, they were trying to win their way because I don't think Tom Brady wanted Stephen Gostowski Ooh, coming on the field. Good point. Back in the well, day, Belichick didn't. No, he didn't earlier in the <laughs> yeah, game. Right, right, right. So if Adam Vinatieri is still the kicker in 07, does Tom Brady take the dink and the dunk and allow Vinatieri to try a long field goal? So and do they go undefeated? Did I, history change because Adam Vinatieri was allowed to go and Bill blew it? I don't know if he does, only because in 07... He doesn't like when I say Bill blew it. No, they did Bill, I didn't like the spy no, We'll no, get into it. Okay, oh, good. So, no, the I only... So the only <laughs> heart sticking around for another, another segment. Nope. No, I, I think the mentality of Brady, though, was, was changed because in 01, it was a lot easier to be like, yeah, I'll throw four yards to Redmond because that's what he was doing all season. He threw 50 touchdowns in 07. Oh, I know. So I think part of it was like he's going to just so he chuck it. wasn't the right guy for that moment then? If Tom Brady circa no, 2001. I think Gaskowski probably would have also missed the field goal. He might have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. would Tom Brady 2000, let's just say Adam Vinatieri is still the kicker. No, he he's like, go I got Randy Moss. I'm going to throw to Randy Moss who just set a record for touchdowns. Yeah, I'd rather win the And game. got us down the field and scored the go-ahead touchdown. If he didn't have two freak plays happen the time before. The other thing, and I remember it in real time, was... That bot, the like the heave down to Moss was a lot closer. Like if you were a Giants fan, like ah, hold on, like that's a lot yeah. closer than it's kind of like been. the Hail Mary Gronk one. Yeah, which one? Uh, the Indy Super Bowl Hail Mary where Gronk oh, yeah, is like, like a step slow it. and he's got a bad ankle. If he doesn't have a bad ankle, I know the whole game changes. Real obviously, close but yeah. he might have catch that ball. Like it, I am enjoying it more than I expected to. I think yeah. that's my takeaway. I know no, you're I a little down on three and no, four. I, just, maybe. I thought there was like some information, like the one, like like telling the viewer that there was a league memo. So like Spygate wasn't all of a sudden like Mangini said this, and then they're like ah, like first round pick. So are these accidental omissions, intentional omissions? Is it? I think they are trying to squeeze. Like it's a lot into forty minutes. You know, I, you have ten episodes. You could, have ten episodes. Could you have gone twelve if you wanted? You probably could have, and you squeeze three Super Bowls into one. Well, maybe that's where it comes. Like they're also thinking about like non-Patriot fans. If if you heard that there was a uh, Yankee documentary coming out and it was fifteen parts, you got no chance. Do you got to start that? No Hell chance. No. Nope. Even ten's pushing it. Oh yeah, I or ten might be. be I, I wouldn't watch that. Barely watching this as a Patriots fan. <laughs> All right, hard. Good start. Are you in tomorrow or Sunday? I am in tomorrow from eleven to twelve with Curtis, and then twelve to one with Cadlick. 
Okay. This is what I do. This is my life. <laughs> this is, yeah. I'm a, I'm a man without a home. Yep. I'm a man without a partner. I don't well, even know what I am. You always here. have a home here at the I, Rich Keefe Show. That's right. Stace. Well, you know what that means. No. I will see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Excellent. All right. And on that note, we will uh, be back. We'll have our bet du jour. We'll also continue talking about the dynasty. You guys can weigh in. 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Here on the Rich Keep Show, WEEI. We'll get to our bet du jour in a moment, breaking down the first couple, uh, I guess, first four episodes now of the Dynasty 10 part series on Apple TV. It is a full throttle Friday. Rob Bradford of the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast will join us at the stroke of seven o'clock. But in the meantime, I'm talking to you. Let's go to uh, Joseph in Providence. He joins us next. What's going on, Joseph? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Um, so I, I just had a quick theory that I was thinking about, and basically it was the fact that what if Bill, right, is so maniacal and so, like, working so hard to perfect something that he, once he does perfect it, instead of looking at it and be like, wow, look at what I created, it turns into his obsession that he's worried that anybody's going to steal from him, essentially, right, if that makes any sense. And so, like, instead of it being a superpower of his, eventually it eats him up. You know, at the end where, like, it turns out turns out to be his downfall for being so, like, holding on to something like, hey, I'm not going to let go and no one can replace me. No one can substitute me. Yeah. I figured I'd, I'd, I, want, I'd throw that out there and you guys sure. tell me what you think. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I, there could be something to that. I thought it was interesting when Scott Pioli kind of, refer, like, talked about success as sort of like a drug and you could also see when they showed the faces, like, when they won it no one how like fired up they were and like they couldn't believe it. They were like is like celebrating. And then by the time they won the third one, not that they weren't happy, but it was like, ah, oh, like we didn't lose. You know, and that yeah, happens. Well, that happens. Yeah, it like, wasn't the same. Right. And like they're more like it was more like uh it was like business. Like, all right, we have to do this. Like this is what the expectation is is to now win every single year. And Bruski spoke on that too when yeah. he was like uh with the Giants, he was like, I know what that's like. I've been on that other side. Yeah. You know, being the underdogs going up against Goliath. Yeah, they got no chance. Nobody believes in you. So you can you can really use that team kind of mentality together and then you win and then, you know, that feeling of it. But yeah, I thought that was interesting how they showed like the the back and forth of what those guys were like in 01 and then in 04. But then it also makes this whole thing so crazy because how many other dynasties of the past would have that three year run and then they'd fall off a cliff? Like the the most recent dynasty, well, now it's the Chiefs, but prior to the Patriots, it was the Cowboys in the 90s. And then same thing happened there. You had an owner and a coach. I shouldn't say same thing, but you had an owner and a coach that couldn't really see eye to eye. So they move on from Jimmy Johnson. They bring in Barry Switzer. The team is still good enough, at least for that one year, to win a Super Bowl. But then the thing just absolutely fell apart. Like They couldn't hold that thing together, but they burned real hot. I mean... Three Super Bowls in four years, same kind of thing, and then just a mess. Whereas the Patriots, after losing the way that they did in 07, 
They also, they kind of gloss over, and I know they have to, but like 05, 06, and like they, they showed where they lost in the playoffs. So I guess they at least gave you that. But anyway, then you jump to, uh, I thought they were going to make a bigger deal of them loading up in 07 and being like, all right, here's who Brady was thrown to in 06, and now this is what they're going to do in 07. But regardless, teams could have, after that seven-year stretch, completely fallen apart. And then you throw in the Tom Brady injury in 08, and you'd be like, all right, listen, unbelievable run. We're going to pack it in. That's going to do it for us. But nope, they were back in the Super Bowl again in 11, and then obviously they win it in 14, 16, 18. They're in it in 17. So by no means was it was it done. I mean, we're not even – I guess we're getting to the halfway point. No, we're not even at the halfway point yet in, in this documentary. Uh, all right, let's mix in a quick bet du jour – no uh, Celtics or Bruins tonight, but tomorrow, Celtics, Bruins, Revolution, Red Sox, everybody is uh, involved tomorrow. I'll just go uh, simply Boston Celtics laying six and a half against the New York Knicks. We talked about it last night, and we're going to get more into the Jason Tatum MVP discussion because he even addressed it again last night. I thought he had a lot of uh, actually really good stuff to say about it, but I... They have a bunch of these primetime games coming up. And against the New York Knicks, pretty good team on ABC tomorrow night. A lot of eyeballs on it. Uh, I think Tatum's going to have a monster night. And I think the Celtics win, and I'll take them to cover the six and a half. Stiz, what do you have? I totally forgot that we could do the weekends on Friday. but That's the beauty of Friday, yep, Stiz. I know. Winners tonight, yep. winners tomorrow, winners yep. Sunday. Whatever you have, as long as Damn it's a winner. It. That's okay. I think I got a winner anyway. Josh Good. Giddy in the Thunder. Josh Giddy. They are right. taking on the Wizards. Josh, Josh okay, Giddy. Josh Giddy. <laughs> Josh Giddy. Here we go. Josh Giddy over 11 and a half plus 105. Okay, so you could bet on anything in the world. <laughs> That's Josh Giddy. And you went over 11 and a half for Josh Giddy tonight. <laughs> recently, uh, recently, well, not acquitted, I guess, but uh, no charges. from. Yeah, there was a lot of smoke there <laughs> yeah, with Josh Giddy. I don't know if you saw was, why. There was a little smoke move, my boy. If you saw why Josh Giddy was trending for a while, there was <laughs> some, uh, there was an underage girl. Yeah, a couple pictures. Although I never, do we ever find out how old the girl was? I'm not making light of this at all, but no, I will say no. Josh Giddy was drafted as like an 18 year old. Yeah, so like, I don't know. Young. It's not like he's some, like, 30-year-old dude. But anyway, uh, yeah, nothing really ended up happening with that. Like, people no. went after him on Twitter. It was the whole thing. There wasn't an investigation, and then it ended up being like, all right. Yeah, and then there was the announced, I think it might have been today, or no, yeah. or recently, no charges. But mm. so Josh Giddy, over, <laughs> over 11 and a half. Over 11 and a half. All right, baby. so based off that news, he's going to have yes. a little uh, pep in his step. He's going to get a dozen He had 12 points. last game uh, right. against the Wizards. So. Great logic. All right, I got uh, Celtics tomorrow. Against the Knicks, laying six and a half. All right, one hour down, three hours to go. As I said earlier, it is a full throttle Friday. So we'll talk the latest of this Boston Red Sox team with Rob Bradford coming up next year on WEI.